If someone asks you to take them on a walk around your neighbourhood, where would you go? This is what May East is asking of participants in her research in Portobello. I volunteered to get involved and had a very enjoyable walk and talk with May down Fishwife's Causeway. Then we sat on a bench on the prom so I could find out a bit more about her research. I'm researching how cities of the present and the future would look like if designed by women, women's needs and women's perspectives. And for this, I am investigating and walking and interviewing women from three cities in Scotland, Glasgow, Perth and Edinburgh. And we are here in Portobello because it's one of the neighbourhoods I am walking with women. It's such an interesting process. Why have you decided to walk with women while you talk to them? I think that when we walk, we have a different spatial awareness. As an ethnographic research, I thought it would be very interesting to engage women as they walk their neighbourhood. I see them as the experts of their areas. And while they walk, they may have some ideas that they wouldn't have by sitting in a room or with a Zoom. So it's working very well. The interviews take as long as the women want. It can take five minutes, ten minutes, one hour and a half. And they choose the path and the trajectory. And it starts when it starts and ends when it ends. How have you found the participants? What do they take from it? I don't ask them how much they are enjoying or they have enjoyed the interview, but certainly... I see we create, many times we co-create a generative dialogue where I'm surprised by the responses, but I can see also they are surprised by the new thinking that emerges by walking and talking. And are you allowed to tell us about some of the surprises that you've discovered so far or some of the threads that you're seeing? Well, I'm triangulating parameters of sense of place and green spaces, safety and active travel. And at the same time, I'm looking at the edges between these topics. And I would say that there are many of the recommendations emerging that are about existence, and many of them are about infrastructure. So many are about the inner world, the other ones are outer world. And is at the edge between the inner and the outer, the presence and the agency of women, that I think there is the possibility of change of cities of the present and the future be much more gender sensitive. What do you think that cities would look like if designed by women? I think they'll be much more about community, about people, livability, about connectivity, proximity belonging, beauty. These are some of the key words that are recurrent through the eyes of the women from different neighborhoods. So what will become of this research then? Well, there are in principle two outcomes. As an applied research, I have consulted the councils, the Edinburgh and Glasgow and Perth City Councils and they have suggested those areas that I'm researching. So at the end I will be presenting them what are the patterns that are emerging, the new directions that are emerging as an applied research. What they're going to do with this is their responsibility but they are interested. They're working with me on this. And also there will be a manual with guidelines for local authorities 
to start conducting gender-sensitive urban planning, which I hope that will be useful for Scotland, but also adding to the conversation uh, that is taking place worldwide. The research takes place at the edge between two megatrends that are present all over the world, which is the urbanization of the human population and repositioning of women in society. So I guess from a regenerative perspective, I'm working with the locality, but I'm also thinking about the proximate whole and the greater whole. So I think that will be also inputs for the larger dialogue of repositioning women's society and urbanization of the world. How do you ensure that all voices can feed into your research? So the way I'm starting is that once you go to the cities and you have the acceptance of your research, my request is that I would work with a harder to reach community and a more affluent one so I could get voices of women from different sectors. And then within each one of them, within every neighborhood, you have voices that are louder and you have voices that are quieter. So you then go to what I call the gatekeepers, which is the heads of housing associations, women's groups, cooperatives, and then you knock on their door and they start capillarizing. And it's by talking to one another and say, oh, I have a friend, oh, you should speak to that lady. And I think I've been having great results so far. Like in Perth, I've been working with women in scooters, 85 years old, to young people, ethnic groups. And that's the place that I have nearly completed my, my turn. And I feel very representative very representative uh, and also by walking the places and, and, and also having this practice of presencing. I was very clear in Perth that there was a Dunkeld Road, there were different communities and there was a community on the right that everybody said, oh, you should not go there, that's very dangerous. You know, I can't finish my research without listening to the voices of women from the place that so-called the dangerous place. And then really as an investigative researcher going to the corners and trying to find those voices that haven't been heard before. I am Brazilian and I've been, as an urban planning, urban ecologist, I've been working in the many slums in Brazil. Vila Brasilândia, one of them, is 135,000 people for over a decade. where people think places in Scotland that are dangerous, comparing to where I've been working in my home country, they are like, there's no danger. And, and after all, we're all humans. The way you see reality is the way that reality presents. If you see that place dangerous and, and, and you become fearful, of course, you may find, you know, uh, dragons in front of you. But if you come completely disarmed and, and wanting to listen to people, it takes a completely different response from the urban reality. I was one of the first women that May spoke with in Portobello, so I wanted to check in a few weeks later to find out about the progress of the research. I'm halfway through. Actually, I'm halfway through my whole journey because I am about to walk, interview 300 women, and I've done about 120, 130. So I still have possibly 15, 20 more women in Portobello to walk with. 
there are some trends emerging related to the sense of home, which is the sense of belonging, identification, sense of place, sense of community. So there are many recommendations around how to strengthen the sense of community. And then there's aspects related to the house, which is the built environment, the infrastructure, how we can deal with cars parking in the streets and more lights in the alleyways and more security, more police presence. So there are these two levels. There's the level of the home and the house, the infrastructure, but also uh, what comes before the infrastructure is in place. It's been really fascinating. I've got many, many sites and they're very related to the uniqueness of Portobello. And you know, when you think about Portobello, you think about the sea and the promenade, but I've been taking to many different corners of Portobello. So getting to know the area through the eyes of women have been really fascinating. Tell me why you're only speaking to women and not speaking to men and women and then comparing the answers. So um, adopting UN women concept of woman as a person who identifies as female and within the spectrum of gender identity of women. There is a historic urban planning gender gap, and this research intends to bridge this gap. I mean, since Second World War, when our cities have been you know, bombarded and re- reconstructed, planning occupations, urban planning, have been very much occupied by men, Therefore, there are many reports, including World Bank, women agencies, and UN Habitat, all these knowledge brokers that work at this edge between the urbanization of the human population and the reposition of women in society. There's this emerging agreement that cities have been built taking a male perspective and don't serve women. So this research is to see how cities would look like if women were in charge, not in the menu, but on the table of discussions and decisions. Of course, there could be more research, you know, comparing women and men, but this particular one is to say, well, women are in charge right now. What would be the difference? You know, how green spaces would be designed, uh, possibly much more wild places, toilets and maybe seats and and places for young girls. So these are kind of emerging from the experience and the vision of women themselves. If you live in Portobello and if you want to join a walk interview, just contact me, east at dundee.ac.uk. I'm particularly looking for women that normally don't participate or engage in urban consultations, those who are more quiet, those who haven't been advocating for urban space. I like to hear actually from every woman. The more diverse the voices that May hears, the more valuable her research will be. So I would urge you to get in touch with her for a very enjoyable walk and talk around our neighbourhood.